There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. Your weekend home for all things sport. This is The Grill on Dubai Eye 103.8. Yeah, not a huge amount of live sport around the world at the moment, but plenty of discussions as to uh, what sports have been affected by the outbreak of coronavirus and when we can expect to see live sport again. I think the consensus that uh, we've been discussing, myself, uh, Matt Fortune, and of course, Mr Chris McCarty, uh, is yeah, three weeks at the least. At least. At least. At least, Tom. What are we saying, a month? more say more more yeah it could be again we've got to stick to the facts it's three weeks let's do that uh, and then let's reconvene in a couple of weeks when more is known it may not even be in a couple of weeks Tuesday's a big date from a UEFA standpoint but for an awful lot of sporting events it's more than three weeks NBA's indefinitely the, the Masters, etc. Where are off. we at with the NBA? I mean, how far into the season uh, are we? We're coming into the playoffs shortly. Yeah. We're into the we're, we're coming into the playoffs shortly. I mean, that could be postponed. I mean, the only real sport that right now is like is NFL. NFL doesn't kick off again until September, so those boys will be fingers crossed and hope everything is, is okay for a September start. But again, it would surprise oh, me. We could still. But be again, it's, it's, it's not. It's not just the actual action. It's the training. It's the gathering. You know, yeah. how, how big is an NFL squad? About four hundred people. Is it not? <laughs> <laughs> not far off. <laughs> they, how are they going to train? They'll it's a contact sport. Again, yeah, June, July. I think this is a really interesting point. Actually, there's. I mean, talk about taking opportunity in the time of crisis. If if football is, or, or any sport, I should say, postponed for a longer period of time than three weeks, I would love to know what they're doing for their athletes in team sports that aren't allowed to gather. It's just from, from a personal perspective, just because I'm interested in, in fitness and well-being, what sort of training programs are being given to guys? I know we yeah. saw in the UAE tour that was here, of course, that was one of the first major events, I think, to, to fall by the wayside. And what the teams did, they handled it as best they could because even then that was it was unprecedented to, to, to have a sporting event called off. But uh, as far as I'm aware, they were all given the latest technologies in their hotel rooms that allowed them to train on static bikes. Oh, There's really? a piece of software software called um, and any cyclists out there will know called Zwift where you're essentially the bikes the, your static bikes they're not just your own bike that you play with on the gears you can log in and, and race other people on the screens and what have you so I'd be fascinated to know <laughs> I did have a joke with someone if if I was going to be in self-isolation I'd rather have a, a Premier League footballer's house than my current one bed apartment but what are they going to do for these guys to make sure that their fitness and their their actual match readiness doesn't just completely fall off sure. a cliff I can tell you what Jurgen Klopp Pep Guardiola Josie Marie Mourinho et al are doing right now they're playing football manager 2020 <laughs> I started a game last night was well, well, stayed up well past my bedtime the sad man that I am started a new game if you haven't got it get it it's brilliant <laughs> and it was just this, this idea be essential in the next couple of weeks <laughs> this idea of the 20 Premier League managers yeah. all logging on at the same time and starting games and having one big 20 man <laughs> game of football manager I wish you brought that up at the beginning Chris that's our solution to what to do to the Premier League <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just format it. the league as is with games still to go you can bet your life football manager are doing that right now that will be an article that will be coming to publications yeah. to you uh, somewhere close to you in the next coming days I'm sure once more we haven't talked about I'd like to get your thoughts on uh, Indian Wells obviously pulling the plug uh, last week a lot of tennis players uh, then giving their thoughts on their private channels we've now had yesterday a confirmation from the ATP and the WTA no tennis no professional tennis that is until April the 20th yeah 
and then that leads in closely to the French Open April 20th so see there's a there's a theme emerging here we've got the football April 3rd Masters off and it was due to finish up what April 15th you're then through now to the 20th for tennis all of these different sports are giving themselves some lead time seeing how this situation develops and then of course there is the the fear that that may need to be extended because you know we were talking about this off air when it comes to tennis they are are, I guess in a healthier position than say golf because their majors their grand slams are more spread out than golf golf Mm. they're quite centred if you think the Masters in April and you finish in July at least with tennis you've got the French Open in May you've got Wimbledon in July and then you've got August late August into early September for the US Open but yeah I mean we, we've debated many an hour talking about the chase for the all-time record Roger Federer Rafa Nadal Novak Djokovic if a couple of majors come out of the calendar this year in our council then Novak Djokovic's quest Rafa Nadal's quest mm. becomes that much more difficult and that's wild speculation mm. but yeah from a tennis perspective they made the decision they were one of the first bodies to say enough's enough we fly our patrons we fly mm. our protagonists all around the world it's important for their safety for their health that we you know, stop this now and then reassess in a couple of weeks time do send us your thoughts. Text them to us now on four zero zero one. We were just hearing there from the break, the, the breaking news just uh, before uh, the top of the hour about the Masters as well. Let's get a bit more re- reaction to that one. Obviously, players um, from the world of golf have been asked for their thoughts uh, on the uh, cancellation, the postponement, I should say, of the Masters, one of the most revered sports events uh, on any sporting calendar. Rory McIlroy, what do you make of it? I mean, it's three weeks off. I've, I've got no golf to play coming up. You know, I was you know, supposed to have my coach, Michael Bannon, fly out next week and we're going to spend some time together and that's probably not going to happen, him coming from, from Ireland. So it's probably a time just to spend some time at home, evaluate the situation and see where we go. I think it's just one of these things where we have to wait and see. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, you know, because it's so uncertain, you're obviously going to still keep playing golf, but, you know, what's... You know, you're going out there practicing, not knowing what you're practicing for. So, I don't know. Whenever the powers to be say it's say it's safe to do so, um, I don't think. I mean, all you can do is again follow the guidelines from CDC and from you know the people that really know about this thing. And you know, that's when I'd be comfortable is, is when they say it's okay to do so. Yeah, it'd be so strange. Um, I mean, even driving in here today, it's sort of eerie, right? There's no one around. It's it would feel sort of similar uh like hopefully it doesn't come to that but i mean that is you know if if tournament golf is gonna go on that's the next tournament that it that it will happen and um it's just pretty crazy to think that that's you know that could be the you know it could be it couldn't be i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen i I was thinking that this morning i was like at least i've heard even the last three holes that makes me feel a little bit better but yeah, I don't know. I, oh, I mean, Jay didn't sleep. Jay didn't sleep the night before last. You know, trying you know, up, trying to make this decision and trying to make a call, trying to do what's right for the tournament, trying to do what's right for the tour, the players, spectators, sponsors, media, everyone. So um, it's been. I, I drove past this house this morning on the way from the hotel here and just looked. And I was like, geez, it's been a. It's been a stressful week for him, you know. Oh, a hundred percent. Look, you know, if, if in a few weeks' time this all dies down and everything's actually okay it's still the right decision so Rory doesn't seem too bothered a couple of weeks at home with the family put his feet up swing the golf club swing the golf club 
because I do take the point, I think it was Max Kellerman or Stephen A for ESPN that were saying that for golf, golf is actually one of the sports that could get away with it. If, if you take um, if you take spectators out of it, there is no physical contact with your fellow man or fellow woman. It's just you and the golf ball. It's actually a sport that, keep your safe distance, you could get away with continuing. So, See, this is what I find strange about this, because here we are, we're, we're a sports show, and we're talking about sport or the lack of sport at the moment. Um, but then you're, you, you get other sort of recommendations, things like that. There are articles doing the rounds at present, you know, saying people need to be very cautious in the gyms and things like that. I mean, the whole idea of, of, of if, if there is no sport to watch, yeah. we're also being discouraged to take part in sports events, yeah. being discouraged from training for sports events just watch the calories Tom it's just like what (laughs) I mean is it properly self-isolation is that what self-isolation means just Football, man- football manager, Netflix. I mean, there are things, books, get it back into books. And I'm seeing an awful lot of people on my timeline on Twitter share with me sports documentaries because yeah. there will be a lot of people, I'm sure, a lot of fans that will be dusting out the old VHSs that, that look back, the season reviews, because with no sport, the, the, you've got to get your, your kicks from somewhere and whether that is documentaries. And, and listen, 4001, let us know if there are any recommendations out there on things that we can watch, all or nothing, on Amazon Prime. It's a good one yeah. if you haven't seen that I think what is it New, uh, New Zealand Man City yeah. Dallas Cowboys have come under is there not a new uh, Australian cricket uh, on yes the test prime the test the test yeah, yeah. It's a new one, so I've got, let us know. Uh, talking of what to do at home, I've got, I've got a good friend of mine, as you probably appreciate the plug. He works for a company called Fit, F-I-I-T. Um, they're a home training service, essentially. <laughs> and I messaged him just quite flippantly to say, you're probably, he's the one, the, the trip I was talking about earlier that's organising it, and I tried to, to soften the blow of saying that it's basically all falling apart. Um, I said, but work must be quite good for you. And he says, we've just done our best week by 100% on anything wow. we've yeah. previously done. Because people need those solutions. I have another friend here he's got a, a treadmill in his uh, in one of his spare rooms in his house and he's not really that bothered about his training falling off the edge of a cliff and I think that's what it's going to come to the point where people are going to have to try and find space within their home to do something Jim's absolutely will be worried it's you said it yourself it's the sort of thing that you're you're huffing and puffing and breathing on and, and sweating mm. and you don't want to be we've been closed in Italy haven't they well yeah, it's only I suppose I'm, I'm assuming you know well, the news we're getting out of Spain at the moment as well. Again, we can't really cast aspersions, things like that. But those are the sort of things that are being limited to prevent people coming mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And you will see an awful lot of home gyms popping up, and all your. I've, I've, I've got a question. It's not necessarily related to sport. Where do I walk my dog? I can't just walk him around my Why? kitchen. Well, you can go outside, Matthew. You just don't, just don't come into contact with anyone. Not being dissuaded to walk your dog. Do you know for how many, I mean, a my dog is very cute, and people want to come and hang out with him. And I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa! For the first time ever, discouraging yeah. any sort of interaction. <laughs> Never thought of that. Thankfully, I don't have a dog, so I'm okay on that front. More reaction from the boys in a few moments. Thank you. Your thoughts coming in four zero zero one. This is the Grill in association with our friends at Barasti. This is the Grill. Get involved with Dubai Eye on Facebook. Zero zero one. If you want to have your say, let's get some reaction on the cancellations of sport Sean Dyche I know where football is in my life let alone the grand you know scheme of life and if this is deemed a worldwide situation then football all of a sudden you know disappears slightly into the distance but I think that it's it's one of them things we can't control it we can't do it or currently we can't control it we certainly can't control the decisions that are made we just have to be as professional as we can during this period and go whatever's decided Um, but the the health of, of people is the main thing we all know that 
Jürgen Klopp. I don't understand with the quality they have, to be honest, that they play this kind of football. I don't understand that. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's right. The winner is always right. And um, uh, when I see players like Koke, Saul, Lorente, the players they have, they could, they could play proper football and they, they stand deep in the, in the side and, and, and in their own half and, and have counter-attacks. But okay, they beat us, so it's, that's how it is. Um, but it doesn't feel right tonight to be honest i realize i'm a really really bad loser that was Jurgen Klopp obviously reacting to um, <laughs> not the coronavirus, not the coronavirus, but obviously defeat uh, in the Champions League earlier on in the week. I mean, just listening back to those comments now, they seem a little bit redundant now, I don't know, they? They do, yeah. We thought we almost yeah. forgot there was a cracking midweek of football, <laughs> was there not? There was, yeah. And, and the fact it's it's almost it, well, it's not almost. It is redundant yeah. now because who knows what's going to happen. Champions League, Europa League, do they even continue? I know we're talking domestic leagues, but then you've got the Champions League and yeah. Europa League to discuss. And, and but it that's how weird it is, is that I was watching that Man U game on, on Thursday. Thursday night and, 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 and going, wow, you know, they look really good and, and, and this might be their year and they might win the Europa Cup and things like that. And then literally within a couple of hours, like... Oh, that yeah, might not, not be concluded. <laughs> yeah. It was all a bit, and, and it had that feel to it. I was watching on Thursday, like you thinking, does this even matter? Mm. And LASK, it was almost like their players were a bit like, well, you know, this the yeah. second leg, this might just not come to a conclusion, which is bonkers to talk about. I mean, this fo- whole last eight nine months might just have a massive asterisk to it all. Goodness me, oh, can you imagine Paul? Well, we'll get on to Liverpool, I'm sure. But I just want to say on uh, on on the Klopp, I did enjoy his response to a journalist in his press conference. I think it must have been on Monday or Tuesday, asking him for his opinion on coronavirus, and he just yeah. said, "Why are you asking me? <laughs> I've, I've got I've got a beard and I wear a baseball cap and I manage a football team. Why on earth are you asking me?" And I, a, a little part of me has had sympathy with the journalist there. We've all um, we've all been fortunate enough to to cover football as journalists, and, and he's told just go and get a line on that particular thing, and that you could you could even hear it in the journalist's voice saying. I don't know, Jürgen, can you just, oh, you got anything on coronavirus, knowing that it was a, a dead end and he just shot him down in flames. It was that great. was weird. One of the other weird interactions of this past week in Spurs, an awful night for them in the Champions League, a 3-0 defeat over in Germany to RB Leipzig. And again, question marks uh, levied against Jose Mourinho and his suitability for Spurs, despite the fact they've got a massive injury list. I don't know, did you boys see the journal? After he finished oh, yeah. up with his post-match press conference, journal walked over to him said it's going to be okay Josie and Josie kind of looked at him and was like what? what what are you saying to me just saying it's going to be okay you're going to be fine <laughs> it just seemed fishing for a story fishing, that's absolute it. prime because they know that uh, an angry Jose sells papers and yeah. gets hits on your website it was prime you could see it because oh, he didn't get the reaction first and he didn't believe in himself to try and go for it a second time but he knew he went for it yeah it was it was really cringeworthy it, it was really uncomfortable yeah uh, do send us your thoughts on the cancellation uh, of sporting events the world over. We talked a lot about the Premier League. Uh, let's have a little look at uh, a little bit more focus on some of the other football leagues across Europe. I mean, La Liga, one of the first to call a suspension to games. Will we see a culmination? Will we see a conclusion of the Liga season? Huge developments clearly in Spain. How is this now going to affect the rest of the season, do you think? Yeah, it's been an amazing week here in Spain and, you know, things are, are speeding up completely. Um, yeah, the Real Madrid basketball player Trey Tompkins has tested positive for coronavirus. Um, Madrid were in at training this morning. The basketball and the football squads trained together in the same complex just outside Madrid. 
So it was a meeting of the, the football squad where Zinedine Zidane told them to go home, that they were all in, in quarantine, that they weren't expected back for 15 to, to 21 days, and gave them individual training plans for, for that time. But th there's no way Madrid were supposed to play uh, tomorrow night in a, a La Liga game. And I've heard you just there talking about going to Man City next week, but there's no way Madrid are going to be, Madrid's players are going to be in a, in a position to, to travel anywhere, to, to play any games for at least two weeks. And the, the feeling here is that it's going to last quite a bit longer. The Spanish FA president did a press conference um, just about an hour ago, uh, Rubiales, and he said that they were going to have another meeting. They were going to review the situation and look at it again in a couple of weeks and then decide what to do. But everything was, was possible at this stage. He wouldn't confirm that the La Liga would be completed. He wouldn't say, um, you know, he, he just said that basically he, he wasn't able to make any predictions about the situation because events are moving so quickly at the moment and because it's just so serious. Well, I was going to ask you that, you know, when, when would these games be played? We've, we've heard rumours that maybe in Italy there might be a playoff system to decide outcomes in, in leagues or whether seasons can be, be extended further in, into May. I mean, are either of those options realistic? Has anything been discussed at this stage in Spain regarding those two options? The things are being discussed uh, maybe behind the scenes and um, there's a lot of meetings going on. Rubiales said that he had been in touch. He's a UEFA vice president and he'd been in touch with, with everybody at UEFA to talk about what might happen. Again, ahead of this meeting on, on Tuesday, I'm not sure they're going to come out with exactly say in public, but people here in Spain are, are not really expecting the Euros to go ahead at this stage. Maybe La Liga might be finished in midsummer. That brings in all kinds of of logistical problems and um, even down to down to the heat down to players contracts who are out of out of contract at the end of june um, it really is is just fantastic in a in a worrying way just how, how much has changed and how quickly the situation is moving the, the first idea was to play the games behind closed doors that they would try just to get the, the there'd be no fans there wouldn't even be be media like like ourselves we weren't going to be able to go to the game at the Bernabeu tomorrow night the players didn't like that at all. The players' union came out with a statement. Madrid uh, defender Danny Carvajal went on Instagram and said, "You know, we're we're people too. That we we have families. We have we're worried about the situation. Some of them have elderly relatives. Everybody in Spain, you know, the schools are closed here. A lot of people are working from home. It, it's really it's really effect has gone right through society. So the idea that um, that La Liga might go ahead or that you know Spain's players will be getting ready for for the Euros, it just all seems to be to be very up in the air at the moment." And just finally, Dermot, you know, we mentioned that Real Madrid's players have been told to, to um, isolate for 15 days. Forgive me putting you on the spot, but we've just seen on social media some suggestions in the Catalan media that Barcelona might be on the verge of, of closing their doors as well. Do you happen to know anything? Have you heard anything on that front? I, I haven't heard anything about that. It, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, you know, the, the cases in Spain, you know, don't want to be... I'm not a doctor, obviously, and it's not my my uh, my level of speciality. But there are many cases in Spain. The the numbers of people affected, the number of people who are, are seriously in trouble, has been going up all the time. Barca's game against Napoli wasn't going to go ahead anyway because uh, Napoli weren't going to be able to get into Spain. You know, Roma couldn't get into Spain for for the game that's supposed to be on tonight. So there's going to be no La Liga game. So everybody's going to be you know, working from home, how footballers work from home is, is you know, a difficult one to, to work out, but maybe they get their individualized training programs and they're told not to not to come into contact with anybody because they, you know, they don't want their players to, to catch it from anybody else. They want to make sure that that it, it affects football as little as possible or it affects society as little as possible. So yeah, the serious, serious measures are, are being taken and, and nothing really would surprise me at this thing.
It's interesting as well because you're reading some of the uh, rumours doing the rounds about some of the European leagues. A lot of chat about the Bundesliga, some very sort of high profile uh, sources and names there saying, I mean, of all the leagues in Europe, that's going to be the one that's going to be yeah. most difficult to that, get back up. That is exactly that. I actually retweeted uh, an article to that effect yesterday, I think it was, in which, yeah, that they are the most likely to say, no, we're done with this. And I think the two teams from the Bundesliga 2 would then come up and extend the league next season and that would then really? lead to extra relegation etc that was certainly one of the articles from a well respected uh, German uh, football f- journalist was saying that yesterday so yeah watch the space of course that no confirmation on that but that was very much their position on it that it would just be null and void and we'll redo it and we'll start the hit the reset button and, and hopefully we'll see the start of a new football season come August September it's just such strange times isn't it it's- it is indeed, and do you know, what? I'd, I'd like to just to just drift a little bit into some positive news, actually, and, <laughs> and a special shout out to Aston Villa. And I know Brighton and Hope yeah. Albion have done something similar to this, but absolute credit to Villa, and it would be really good if if other big clubs can can follow suit. But eight, they tweeted the, earlier this afternoon, eight hundred and fifty staff packed lunches and hot food for tomorrow's postponed game is being donated to support homeless charities in and around the area. If your organisation is interested. Uh, and able to come and collect, please do so from Villa Park at 4.30pm today. I think it's really important at times like this when football is such a community event, certainly in, in, in clubs outside of London, I think. Uh, I'm certainly not part of the Arsenal community. I don't don't live anywhere near it. But, but clubs that have dedicated communities around them, you think football's not just about the 22 guys that are playing on the pitch. And we touched on it earlier talking about the Olympics. Yeah. There's workforces involved. There's security guards that will not be on massive salaries that can't afford not to be able to to go to work on a Saturday or the next few few Saturdays. I know Brighton, they announced that they would be paying all stadium staff up until such a point where they're allowed to come back to work anyway. And I think it's really important that clubs take a lead and, and, and step up and really do the right thing by the people associated with them. I did likewise yesterday Aston Villa were trending when that was announced and it was pointed out to me and and it would be remiss of me not to mention Newcastle United the uh, NUFC fans food bank they have been around for a long time doing exactly that they will raise funds in order to ensure that people that are perhaps struggling out there do get some food off that so it's great to see that so many more clubs doing it you mentioned Brighton more needs to be done with that more clubs can get out into the community because we forget sometimes that football working class game and Mm. in recent times it's it's gone way above that hasn't it no elite football in the UK but there is club football being played in the national leagues and otherwise and you've been uh, telling us about a couple of stories coming from those things I wonder whether they're in the absence of elite football and football fans getting to their games whether some of the smaller clubs who we've been a bit worried for might actually benefit yeah the grassroots we were telling you at the top of the show that the National Football League which is the fifth tier over in England now there will be those listening to this that say well hold on a second guys that's incredibly irresponsible of them to continue playing because large gatherings once again it's the whole reason that the Premier League and the Football League has stopped for goodness sake is to stop large gatherings the National Football League is continuing and I can tell you they are profiting from the fact that the big clubs are not playing football there's a picture former colleague of Matt's at the Daily Mail Adam Shergold yeah formerly uh, still at the Mail he is or he has said I was meant to be at the Newcastle Sheffield United game this afternoon instead he's popped along to South Shields 
versus FC United. FC United, of course, a consequence or as a, a result of the Glazer takeover right, at Manchester yeah. United. They were the fans that broke away and said, we're not having the Americans coming in and taking over our football club. We'll start a new entity. It's first versus second in the Northern Premiership and there are queues around the block. So footy guys and gals who just love Saturday afternoon going and go and watching 22 blokes running around the paddock, running around a pitch, they've said, no Newcastle, not a problem. We'll pop on down to South Shields versus FC United. So, yes, OK. Proper you, pie down there as proper well. Proper pie, <laughs> proper pie and Bovril down there. Yes, some of you may say it's irresponsible, but... For those that love their footy, it's putting money in coffers of football clubs that are proper grassroots. Yeah, I was going to say that, Chris. Two, two things on that front. Adam said he was supposed to be at Newcastle, Sheffield United. Adam's a Boston United fan, so I think he was probably there for South Shields in the first place <laughs> yeah. anyway. But no, you're right. And, and listen, you, you are absolutely right about the, the, the irresponsibility, uh, perhaps. But while we talk about the Premier League clubs, Premier League clubs do not make masses of money from football footfall into those stadiums and you think actually that they can be able to ride out this storm big clubs it's those smaller clubs that if you are off if you are having games behind closed doors if you can't get the 150 200 people that normally come down to pay a 10 or 15 quid that it might be in South Shields to go and watch them that can have serious ramifications on the longevity of those football clubs being able to operate so I think while it's a double-edged sword, of course, as long as there's precautions, hopefully, mm. being taken as there are in workspaces right around the world at the moment. As long as there are precautions in place, it's maybe not such a bad thing for those smaller places. Um, stay tuned. You're listening to The Grill. We're live down here in the studio. Um, uh, but, of course, in association with all our friends at Barasti. Who are we talking to next? Jonathan Northcroft, Sunday Times football correspondent, a man, a, a brilliant journalist, a fantastic journalist. He's going to be joining us on the line from the UK. He will have more on this unfolding situation. This is The Grill. Get involved with Dubai Eye on Facebook. The biggest sports story at the moment is, of course, the changing sporting landscape as more and more events fall foul of the spread of coronavirus. Uh, we've said from the off, have we not, Chris McCarty, unprecedented times. It certainly is, Tom. There's no doubt about that. What will happen, we do not know. All we do know from a footballing standpoint, an awful lot of leagues around Europe are off, some for the foreseeable future, some as in the Premier League and the English Football League, until the start of April. One man who has got the day off. He will be keeping an eye on all the various permutations and all the various oncoming uh, traffic and oncoming news in the coming days is Jonathan Northcroft, a good friend of ours here on Dubai 103.8, Sunday Times football correspondent, a man with his finger very much on the pulse. Delighted to say he joins us now live on the line from the UK and we say a good afternoon to you, Jonathan. Good afternoon, Chris. I have to say I haven't had the day off. It's been a it's been a pretty hectic day actually of trying to trying to fill our newspaper. Of course, we need to find stuff to do. So. Um, and that's going to be a headache. It is going to be a headache. It's, it's been a headache for us over the course of the past two and a half hours to fill this show as well, because I hate to say it, Jonathan, it, it's all a little bit doom and gloom right now. These are unprecedented times, times that no one would have thought possible. No one has been over the course before. From a footballing standpoint over there in the UK, give us the kind of long and short of it as things stand, because I guess a lot of your fellow peers are saying today that, yes, OK, football's off until April the 3rd, but a lot of people in the know are saying that's just very much a holding pattern, that this is going to be the reality for a lot longer. I think that's right. Um, most people accept that, um, that you know, April the 3rd would be an extraordinarily optimistic 
estimate. I think we're all really preparing ourselves mentally for this being a very long haul, um, and it won't be long. I mean, the, the shock at the moment. I think I think people are bewildered. There's, uh, this is the first weekend without Premier League football and uh, and a lot of other sport. Um, and, and there's a sort of sense of coming to terms with it. But over the, over the days ahead, and I know many are already thinking about it, it, it will be a case of what do we do now? And, and when you look at it, um, there may be, um, you know, there may be months for this. I think, I think that's being accepted already. So I've always thought that once you call something off, it's a lot harder to then put it back on, if you see what I mean. Yeah. The threshold will have to be really high to of safety to, to, to put fixtures and to put leagues back on. So um, this is something that will um, take a long time to, to, for everyone to get their heads around because it's so much part of, of, of UK cultural life. Um, and really, there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, and, um, you know, within football, a fair amount of, of sort of anger and distress as well because, you know, from, from top to bottom, people's lives are, are going to be affected by... Um, by football being off. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I'm just looking at your Twitter now, Jonathan, and give us your best case scenario. You've said it there, and again, we, we hate to speculate too much. We always like to stick mm. in facts, but you're absolutely right. A lot of people saying it's very much a holding pattern now. This could mm. take, and again, I'm quoting a number of individuals saying this could take months. You know, the, you look at the health experts over there in the UK saying it won't yeah. peak in the UK for between 10 and 14 weeks. So there's no, there might not be football come April, May, June. What is the answer? I've heard everything from none void the season I've heard mm-hmm. just wait until we can get football and if that means an ongoing impact into next season so be it you're, uh, you're, you're, Euro 2020 as well as an ongoing concern as you see it today and from the people you're talking to Jonathan what is the answer that would suit the majority because I think we can both agree you will never please everyone no I mean, I mean it's a huge question I think I think first of all Tuesday should bring a bit more clarity yeah. um, it, 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 it's it's widely widely expected that the euros will be off that that will free off that will free up the calendar um, then it becomes a case of um, you know using the summer months to, to complete league seasons I think everyone would go for that um, that wouldn't cause too much problems the difficulty comes um, if those estimates are correct and that this thing's not going to peak for, for 10 to 14 weeks. And then that means that, as I said, you, you have to also, you know, once it peaks, you've still got a period where people are being ill, people are getting infected, and it's much harder to, to put things back on. Beyond that, um, that's where the headaches are. The, the, the fact that players' contracts are up on June the 30th, a fair number of them, is, is a huge issue. The, the TV contracts are going to be a massive bone of contention and, and you know, from, from people I'm speaking to, one of the, the key things that will be happening over the next three weeks will be, you know, lawyers going through the very fine print of, of, of those contracts to see, um, you know, where that leaves the league in terms of um, being able to continue playing, which would affect the next season or, 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 or you know, cancelling a league season, what, what what's best from a kind of legal contractual point of view. Um Bottom of the pile, of course, are fans. You know, I think, I think, I think, I think their wishes aren't really going to get followed in this. Um, but the, the cons- I think the consensus is is that it would be best to finish the league seasons if if, if we can. But it becomes a question of how long do you do you extend? And predictably, supporters are being divided along club lines. You know, Liverpool fans for sure want the season to be finished. 
um, the uh, the fans of other clubs are, are kind of less enthusiastic about that and quite happy to, to go into next season. I think the biggest problem in all of this, actually, is, is, is in some ways not the league title. I think we'd all accept that Liverpool's kind yeah. of won the league. Anyway, it, it's promotion and relegation to the Premier League. That's the that's where the money is. That's the that, that's where clubs are gonna. Um, it's going to cost clubs 150 million pounds upwards to to either be in the Premier League or not. It's that's the pinch point. Plus, who gets into the Champions League? Who gets into Europe? Those are the the two biggest headaches. And you know, I'm, I, I I can't. I just can't predict how it's going to go. I can't predict how those discussions are going to go, but the, the worry is that what we'll have is self-interest. Clubs just, you know, clubs that don't want to get relegated, voting for one thing. Yeah. Clubs that want to get promoted, voting for another. And you know, as I say at the top, Liverpool have got their priorities, and, and other clubs want. So it's, these are unprecedented times. We need something unprecedented, which is to actually come together and be sensible and agree but I have my doubts uh, uh, Jonathan I, I wanted to ask you there about about the meeting you talk about clubs having self-interest mm. uh, first part of the question is who is actually involved in that meeting who are the individuals mm. who do they represent and B is there scope to maybe extend it into a completely independent panel mm. away from the clubs to perhaps try and find a solution more so than it would be 20 guys around a table shouting for what would work out best for their club <laughs> So it's a good idea. And, you know, at some stage, the independent panel may effectively be the courts. That's where we may end up heading. Um, I mean, I think what's important to realise for people is that the Premier League is not like a football association. It's not the FA, it's not UEFA, it's not FIFA, i.e. it's not a, a body of, of um, you know, governors of, of a sport. It's simply the clubs. So it will be 20 club owners or 20 representatives of those club owners sitting around that table um, that's why um, in some ways when people blame the Premier League actually it's the clubs it, there's not someone at the Premier League ref, you know like an independent head of FA refereeing everything it is the clubs that have to, to come together and make the decision on this as I said I think if, if, if it ended up being a case that um, the season could get completed in the summer months I'm pretty sure everyone would go for that. It's it's the difficulty is what happens if we go beyond that if we're going into September, October. By the way, I've spoken to players and they're happy to play. You know, as long as it's safe, they want it to be safe. That's their biggest priority. But they, they're professionals. They'll play. They'll they'll kind of do what they're they're told. Um, it's the clubs that have got to come together and agree what's right. Interesting. So from what you're saying there, Jonathan, you've spoken to players who have said they would be willing behind closed doors, get this season done by hook or by crook, uh, get this season done. Uh, well, th- th- that, that's a question. Closed doors isn't... I don't think there's agreement on closed doors. Ah, okay. A couple of reasons. Um, you know, playing behind closed doors still doesn't guarantee safety for players. Um it might help safety for spectators because you're stopping a large gathering of people. But playing football, there's a lot of physical contact. Um, when you play, you're exhausting your body. Athletes are, are quite susceptible to to colds and viruses, possibly more so than normal people because of the strains they put on their body. So among players, um, there wouldn't necessarily be agreement on, on closed doors or not closed doors. And most players are you know, are fans as well, essentially. And the idea of, of football behind closed doors is an anathema in, in 
in, in this country. And, you know, for example, in Manchester United playing Lask on Thursday night behind with an empty stadium just didn't seem right to anyone. No. You know, that should have been a big game for Lask. It should have been a big occasion, you know, a fairy tale for them to be playing United. And, and it didn't look like that. So... That that's that's I don't think there's full agreement on that. There wouldn't be full agreement on that. But there's a professionalism among footballers that as long as it's safe for them to play, you know, they, they they'll 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 do it. If it means playing in in the summer, they'll do it. But they're looking for the game to protect them and to protect spectators first and foremost. Give us an insight as well, Jonathan, if you can, into the, the kind of journalism world, the broadcast world over there. I know it's a close-knit group. I know you're very active on Twitter, as all uh, are the other prominent journalists in the UK. A lot of freelancers, we know that as well. I mean, what are your peers saying to you? What kind of conversations? What is the mood like? Paint a picture, if you can. Um, quite, quite bleak, really, because... Um, you know, I'm 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 in a slightly fortunate position to have a have an actual you know regular staff job at newspapers, but there's lots of tremendous journalists who who are on freelance contracts, and of course, in a situation like this, it's freelancers that are under threat, and we all sort of feel for for colleagues in that sense. Um, the I mean, two things are going on. One, um, there's a big fear that because sport is so huge a part of the reason why people consume the media mm. in, in Britain, whether it's buying papers or, or TV, look, you know, TV subscriptions, mm. that without it, without sport, there's going to be a real stress on the on the industry and jobs will get lost. And then there's the other sort of thing of, of just people scratching their heads, all of us scratching our heads. Um, what on earth are we going to write about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how, how, many, how many memory lane pieces can you do? Um, <laughs> It's like every every week is going to be International Week, effectively in journalism terms, and um, it's also getting the tone right. I mean, what what do yeah. people what is appropriate to write about at a time like this? You know, we could be in a very very dark times as a, as a society, and, and suddenly sport doesn't seem um, anything like as significant um, as as before. So um, there's a lot of it's, it's going to be a very very odd and unprecedented few months um, for all of us I think um, Can we expect to see a piece from you Jonathan Eric Black or Mark McGee 1983 <laughs> Gothenburgs that one night well, for Aberdeen <laughs> Well my editor already asked and I'm sure every editor in the, in the country has asked for ideas and yes I'm just putting together how many how many weeks could I ring the 1982-83 uh, <laughs> season Maybe a sort of 12-part series. I love it. Yeah. I love that. I would read that, Jonathan. There's no doubt about that. There absolutely is. Listen, before we let you go, I mean, it is unprecedented times. I mean, you're saying there that you don't really know. You're speaking to people. I mean, the gut would would tell you what, that this, again, I come back to it, it's not going to be null and void. Surely tell me, please give me hope. Oh. As much as I'd like to see Liverpool not win a league title, it's not going to be null and void. I think that, look, I, 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 I'm going to... Hard to predict. I, 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 I couldn't put my money anywhere. But if you're asking an opinion, definitely not null and void. I, I, I think we have to finish the season for the integrity of, of the competition, um, and as far as possible, you know, go there. There go those lengths. If we're yeah. still here in December, then obviously it becomes really difficult. But um, I think we have to finish the season. There's time to adjust the, ca- the calendar. Um, it's been pointed out that this could actually be an opportunity. We've got the, the 2022 World Cup coming up 
as a, a November-December tournament, the European leagues are going to have to realign themselves anyway. Um, so this could actually be an opportunity to, to start the, the 2021 season, as it were, um, in the winter yeah. and, and, and realign the calendar that way. And, and, you know, for me, I think if, um, if it meant playing this season and then having to have a, have a kind of shortened season next year, that would be, that'd be better than just wiping out a, yeah. whole, a whole season. I, I, I just think there's so many reasons that would be unfair. Completely agree with that. Last one, small one for me before you go, Jonathan, popping you on the spot a little bit. There'll be a lot of people not knowing what to do with themselves with no live sport. Give me a book recommendation. Any journalist, any big sporting book that we should all be definitely reading over the coming days? Wow. What, you mean apart from the uh, the excellent book about Leicester City? That, yes, um, that's a that. free plug, Jonathan. Of course, plug that. <laughs> by, by a guy called Northcroft. On my, I'm looking at it on my shelves at the moment. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, well, look, I, 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 there's a fa- fabulous book called Fergie Rises, um, which you should enjoy. I've got, I've got Mike, it. Mike, have you got I've got it. I've read book. it. It's a brilliant book. It's all about Isn't Fergie. It a it's a beauty. You're absolutely right. I'd, I'd read that. You don't have to be an Aberdeen fan, just interested in the great man, and um, and it's it's an awesome piece of work. Um, but uh, but but yeah yeah. I mean, we we just let, let's let's all sort of we should all take this as an opportunity to learn the piano or or, or do something <laughs> useful and come out of this better people. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Learn the piano, Jonathan Northcroft. They'll be expecting a video on your Twitter in the coming weeks. You can give me maybe three blind mice on the piano. <laughs> Goodness me! <laughs> <laughs> or the match the day theme tune. Or the match the day. We're theme not going to be hearing it any other way. <laughs> you're absolutely right, Jonathan. Listen, my man. Thank you so much. Yep. I know you're a busy boy. I know you've got loads to, and you've got, as you rightly point out, you've got copy to file. I appreciate yep. the 20 minutes that you've spared today. Uh, good luck. We'll keep yep. an eye on what you're saying, and obviously, you are hugely respected. You're a very talented journalist as well. Thank you so much for your time this evening, Jonathan. Thanks, guys. All the best. Thank you. You're listening to The Grill. More of the biggest sports stories now. On Dubai I 103.8. Thanks for all your, pre- uh, all your thoughts, uh, all of the appreciation as well. Thanks so much indeed for uh, all the comments coming through. Thanks also to uh, The Grill panel for keeping us uh, informed uh, on a slow day for sports scores, but a very fast-moving and fast-paced day in terms of the impact on sport. Uh, Not just in the coming days, but I think it's fair to say, Matt Fortune, the coming weeks, possibly months. Yeah, I think that is going to be the case, Tom. I think we just have to, we touched on it right back at the beginning of the show. I think these three weeks are essentially buying time to find a a, a proper solution. And I have to say, and I said it earlier, I think it's absolutely the right thing for them to have done rather than try and to pin a a flag somewhere later down the line in the calendar and said, you know, we'll all kick this off in June or whatever it is because we just don't know Mm. how this is going to change. So I think they take these three weeks and it's going to be a heck of a debate. Like I said earlier, I think the first person that throws a suggestion into the hat in that big meeting on Tuesday to see what happens. Anyone got an idea? Anyone got a bright idea? (laughs) Who's first? Anyone? Okay, let's start it. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be. And thanks to Jonathan Northcroft for joining us. But just to give you a kind of semblance of an idea, since we've been on air, Tom, what has changed from society politically? I mean, we're travel bans from the UK and Ireland to the US. I know an awful lot's changing here in the United Arab Emirates. I mean, that gives you... Cinemas closed in Abu Dhabi. Is that yeah, new announcement? Just happened in the last uh, few few hours. Wow. So, no entertainment here in Dubai. I know the DC uh, TCM have, have come out to say that yeah. there's various things in terms of entertainment and large gatherings. It is changing. 
continuously. We will try and keep you updated. Uh, we're trying to stay on top of this story, obviously, as I mentioned. It's fast-paced. So thanks very much indeed to you, Matt Fortune. And thanks also to you, Chris McCarty, for your Thank you very much, Tom. Yeah, Good it's been a bizarre grill tonight. <laughs> but fingers crossed you've taken something out of it. And... Uh, yeah, the, the message is that just stay by your computers because it's an ever-changing landscape. Cheers, Indeed. Benji. Cheers, cheers, Viva Las Vegas uh, and all the team back of house for keeping us on air. Going to play out with the thoughts of a certain John Terry. The reason I want to do this is, you know, I don't want to make light of COVID-19. I think this would be the, bar, the, the, the wrong opportunity to do that. But if there is one man out there <laughs> who's probably just a little bit thankful that the headlines have been moved away from him and his appalling form of late, yeah. surely that's Jose Marino. Oh, yeah, isn't massively. It? He is doing cartwheels. I mean, uh, listen, he's doing <laughs> cartwheels at the fact that, obviously, not that anyone's been picking up coronavirus, it's the fact that Tottenham Hotspur have an injury crisis yeah. and he's out of the headlines. They're in wretched form. But if the Premier League season is to be uh, postponed for a few months, then Spurs are going to profit. They're going to get some players fit again. Well, exactly. And the fact that Mourinho hasn't had the chance, his defensive record at the moment is absolutely horrendous. He's going to have his... his time with his players yes. to actually try and yeah. get them to do True, what yeah. Jose Mourinho teams do. I think you're absolutely right of all the people out there right now <laughs> he is probably the happiest of them all Literally which doesn't happen very often for our Jose does it? Hands. <laughs> yeah. With sanitizer, <laughs> also like that, uh, you spoke to John Terry uh, when he him, was yeah. in town about him, didn't you? Certainly did, Tom. And, and this is fascinating insight. We will play out with this because, uh, well, Jose Mourinho. We know Jose Mourinho from the television screens, from the newspapers, etc. John Terry worked with him. John Terry worked with Jose when he when he was known as the special one. Fascinating insight into the mind of Jose Mourinho. Take a listen. Thanks very much indeed for your uh, company over the course of the next few hours. Uh, fingers crossed. We'll be back on. Uh, between 6 and 9 next week with another grill. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com.